Alright, airheads, another week, another Friday, another Love is Blind recap, which I'm sure you're all not that excited about, but we're gonna make it through anyways. I don't know, I feel like these are funny and entertaining, and I hope you guys feel the same way, at least the people who watch the show, which I feel like there's a lot, like it's a pretty popular show, but you never know. Um, but let's just get right into it, okay? Let's keep it kosher. Let's keep it at that 30-minute mark. So yeah, let's get this shit started. All right, folks. So just reminder where we left off, we are in Mexico. Don't forget that. So we start off the episode with Mal and Sal. They're pouring some bubbly, pouring some drink. And we're finally getting around to how awkward she is. She's saying she's awkward. He's like, yeah, I noticed that when we met. Like, uh." although she's not being honest about what it's really about. Like, she's not being honest about where that awkwardness is stemming from because she's not an awkward person. Um, as we'll see later in this episode, she's clearly not awkward. So, I just really feel for Sal. He, she's trying to reassure him, make him feel better. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've been noticing things and she's starting to feel like shit and she should. Um, again, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so they're getting around to that. And then (laughs) she goes, Uh, Yeah, I'm so quirky. Like, she's such a quirky gal. Her words, not mine. She called herself quirky, and that made me cringe. Um, It just reminded me of, like, Kendall Jenner and her Vogue YouTube video where she was like, I'm so quirky because I, I like to paint. That's not fucking quirky. Like, you're not niche. You're not, like, what? So she, I hate her for that. And I'm starting to notice, like, Sal is so comforting with words. Um, however, that does stop the moment that he pulls out his instruments, his ukulele, his voice, whatever it may be. Um, but he is really good with words and his voice is soothing and his, he's so good with words. I was just, I was floored by that. Um, but yeah, I can't stand Mal, honestly. That's just, that's the vibes I'm getting. I hate her. I will say it must be kind of hot to talk to someone in an accent. And then when you both have accents and you start talking to each other in those accents, I would have no idea what that's like. I can only speak English. Um, thanks mom and dad for that. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So it must be really hot to do that, but I would have no idea. I would absolutely have no idea. And then... We go over to Jarrett and Ayana. They're cuddling. They're snuggling. And she's talking about how she didn't want a tall guy. Like, she was hoping that he wouldn't be tall. And I love that. I love that she said that, okay? Save them. Save the tall guys for the tall girls, okay? Like, we... Like, there's so many short women, and they always go for super tall guys. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. You have a preference, but Jesus, you know? So, I I love that she's an advocate for that, even though that's not at all what she meant. Um, I just think they're so funny, especially her nervousness around sex, like, about sex with him being so tall and her being so short. She is having issues comprehending how that's going to work. She's like, I may have to put on some high heels for this. And, I mean, that'd be kind of hot. That'd be kind of cute. I also thought it was so cute that he got her Polaroids. Like, is that not the sweetest gift? Shit is expensive. Like, Polaroid cameras are very expensive. And he went out and got two of them for them both. And that's such a fun activity for them to do together while they're on vacation. I just thought that was so sweet. 
Anyways, they're in love, love, and they say that they won't have sex till the wedding, or at least she does. That's what she said, but I'm just calling it now. Like, they definitely are having it. There's no way they're not. They're so touchy and feely with one another. Like, they're definitely feeling it, and I don't think they're gonna prohibit that. I just don't. And I will say that their hotel, like, the hotel that they're filming at, staying at, whatever, is so nice. I want to know, and I think it would be pretty easy to find out, obviously, because Cancun's, like, a small, you can figure it out, but I thought the private pools, especially, and, like, the hot tubs were really nice that they just lead out of your room. Um, I will say, I think it's so fucking weird whenever they film underwater with the couples. Um, I think they may have done just done that with Ayana and Jarrett, but it was so fucking weird. Like, that is invading all types of personal space, and I simply would not stand then we flash over to Deep D and Shake, and I want to start off with saying I just love, I really do, how much he focuses on the physical. And then when he walks out in his swimsuit, and we see his swimsuit bot, and it's horrendous, okay? I don't normally condone or promote body shaming, but he's a horrible person, so I'm allowed to say this, and you can get mad at me. I really don't care. Um, that's just facts, though. So, you know, Shake, don't throw rocks when you live in a glass house, okay? Okay. And they're extremely physical together. That much is obvious, at least in the pool scene, which is great for them, I suppose, but... Then he asks, like, randomly, do you want a hump? And I got the ick. Like, I've never had the ick before. I don't know if that was just me. I was horrified, though. What are we, like, back in the 1960s? Like, I don't know. I've never... No, no. And she brings up baby talk, and she's like, fuck it. Let's just get married right now. You know, potential elopement. I don't even know. And he just looked like he wanted to run away and die. He clearly is not ready for any of those things. Um, he wouldn't even look her in the eye. He was clearly frightened by that, which is funny because that's, you know, the goal of this show, I guess. Um, and again, he still can't get over the physical stuff. He's like, I think he called it commitment phobia, which, I mean, I can relate to. But what he has is not commitment phobia. He's just phobic of women, honestly, um, who aren't blonde and thin as a needle. So, that's what I think of that. Um, he's just, he's so shallow and he just continues to prove it. And even if he's saying it in the nicest way possible, because he's like, oh, deep D, she's like an 11 out of 10 personality and yada, yada, yada. And then says that shit. And it's just disgusting. Ugh, I just, I hate him. Um, and then we go to Natalie and Shane figuring out their sleeping arrangements. And Natalie expresses that his sleeping routine is just her worst nightmare. Um, for example, I think he's, he likes eating in bed. And I couldn't agree more when she said that. Um, because I hate having crumbs. I think like that's, ugh, ugh. nope, nope, can't do it. Um, she has white sheets though. And that's really bold. Like, she seems very clean, though. Like, you look at Natalie and you're like, yeah, you're like a clean, well-to-do, poised-ass woman. Like, I know she don't be eating hot Cheetos in her bed at night. Whereas Shane, I bet he has navy sheets and one pillow and no headboard. And potentially his mattress could be on the floor. That is what I envision his 
bedroom to look like. Okay? And then it's Danielle and Nick's bedtime, and my girl is sunburnt. She is sunburnt. Like, are they not providing these people with sunscreen? I was really feeling for her, though. That must hurt like a bitch. And really, the only thing I noticed from this scene is her packing situation gives me PTSD because I'm also a really big overpacker, and you can see, like, behind her, she has three suitcases, and they're just packed with swimsuits and clothes and items, and that's going to be me in a month. So, I was like, damn, I feel that. I really feel that. Um, Then we... (laughs) I have to laugh. This just killed me. We go, we pan over to Kyle, and he's recording a solo vlog because Sheena, the night before, literally ran away. She left in her hotel robe, packed her shit, left, and honestly, it's amazing that he even still gets to enjoy Cancun by himself. I thought for sure they would have sent him back, like, for sure, but no, he was enjoying the beach. He was in a swimsuit. He was having a hell of a time. And I do have to say, though, he still, Kyle still seems so shocked. And you have to laugh at how shocked he is because it's so obvious that they have such glaring issues. Glaring. And he's saying that he's going to need to adjust a lot for them to continue dating and moving forward in their relationship. And it's like, why are you trying to change yourself or your views or your values like that at that point it's just settling so I really I don't know if he just has like really low standards or because there's no way he actually likes her that much I mean they no I think he's just enthralled by like how pretty she is and he's really wanting the experience to work I don't know. He has so much confidence, but at this point, it's just delusional because she's not on the same wavelength in any sense, and he just is not seeing her point of view at all, and it's just, it's very frustrating and honestly sad to watch. Um, Then we see Jarrett and Ayana, and they're just waking up in the morning, and can I just say, and I think I'm speaking for all of us. I would be pissed if someone filmed me as I was sleeping or, like, just waking up, um, because I resemble, I resemble a troll. Like, I have a cowlick going on, I have my retainers in, my, like, pajamas are probably up my ass, like, it's just not cute, and of course, Ayana looked perfect, and I was like, okay, um, but it is so relatable, when he showed that he literally didn't have any bed space, like, Ayana took up all of the room, because I am also notorious for that, like, the way that I sleep, I'm spread eagle, like, that's why I need, like, an Alaskan, or what do they call them, California King beds, I need one of those, um, it would, it would prevent divorce for me, for sure, so I thought that was funny, I also have to say that it would be really hard to sleep next to a stranger because keep in mind, they prob- this is the first night they've ever spent together. They've only seen each other in person like twice, I think, at this point. And it would be really hard to sleep next to someone who's still like pretty much a stranger. Like I would not bat an eye at all throughout the night. Like that would be really, I'd be so worried they had some something going on or whatever. But Jared and Ayana, they're so comfortable around each other for not knowing each other at all. And it seemed like they just flowed into this. And it's honestly 
mind-blowing, um, especially considering, like, he wasn't even supposed to be with her, really. So, that was crazy. And then, poor Danielle. She is ill. And, of course, um, Nick makes a pregnancy joke. And if someone did that to me after, like, the first night I slept with them or first night, second night I even know them, I would have punched him. I would have punched him in the nuts. And I'd be like, well, can't be pregnant now, can I? Huh? Um, although he, of course, admits that they had sex, he even delves into detail. And he's like, yeah, we had sex, like, twice in three different places. Like, they were wild and out. They really were. And he has that whole sex glow going on. I can't say the same for her because she's obviously ill, but he's, like, he's very happy with his decision. Um, he's so sweet with her, though. Like, making sure he feels okay, cuddling with her, staying inside with her. Um, and she even mentions, like, I'm so happy he's not mad at me that I'm ruining this vacation. And it's like, why should we be worried about that? Like, are people really that shitty that they would be mad for you in a time where you're, like, clearly not okay? I don't know. I felt for her. I was like, I feel like she's been through the ringer in past relationships. That's just the vibe that I get. Then we go to Deep D and Shake. They have awoken, and she said that he was making puppy noises, like, throughout the night. And I've never been more confused, especially because he's a vet. I'm like, is he actually make like, trying to emulate puppy noises? Is this, like, a snoring or sleep-talking situation? I'm just a little bit confused. And he didn't really explain it. Like, they, they just kind of went over that topic. And I was like, um, I need to know where this is coming from. And they didn't have sex. And to be honest, she looked kind of upset about that or concerned. I'm not sure. Maybe she was just tired. That probably was it more than anything. But I feel like she probably is getting an inkling, especially after, like, the talk he had yesterday where he, like, wouldn't even look in her eye that maybe things aren't as, like, good as they seem. I don't know. And then, of course, we go back to his dumbass, and he's like, it's purely an emotional connection. Like, there's no animalistic attraction. And again, I don't know if it's because he's a vet or what that makes him say animalistic, but no one phrases it like that. No one. So, that was just off-putting, but he's just an off-putting person in general. And I can't even imagine her watching all of this back and seeing the stuff he's saying while she's, like, totally enthralled by him. Like, this is such a, that's such a messed up experience to have, and I really feel for her, and I really hope that she got away from him, like, as far away from him as possible, hopefully. And then we pan over to Shane and Natalie. They have also arisen, and honestly, it's kind of a cute scene. I know. I know we're saying that about Natalie and Shane. Weird. She's an alarm person. She sets, like, multiple alarms and then snoozes. I feel that. I do that every morning. Working from home has not been my friend in that respect. Um, they did the deed, too. No shocker there. I mean, it's Shane. Like, whatever. He seemed to have a great time. And I honestly can assume from, like, his details that it was probably kind of kinky. Um, so good for Natalie. Express yourself, girlfriend. Um, I do think it's funny that he has an ice roller. I don't know. I've never seen a guy with one. I, myself, don't even own an ice roller. So, I was like, he must really be into skincare products. I don't know. I really don't know. And I also thought it was really cute because she was mentioning how she was trying to put her feet in between his to warm them up. And I can relate to that so much because my feet 
TMI. Or they're like so cold all the time. So I've definitely done that. Although guys aren't super receptive to that. They're like, oh my God, because they are so cold. So yeah, big yikes. Um, then we go over to Mal and Sal. And the first thing I noticed is that they went to bed. Like they slept together cuddling. That could not be me. It simply could not. Any guy that has ever tried to do that to me, I break away from them minutes after because I'm like, first I'm hot, first I'm uncomfortable, and I need my space. I'm just like too independent for that. Like even even when I'm sleeping, even when I'm unconscious, I'm too independent for that bullshit. So yeah, that couldn't be me. Um, and they knocked boots, y'all, and I am shocked. I am shocked. They're the last couple I would have thought would have had sex. I mean, besides. Kyle and Shayna, but even then, I mean, Shayna's like pretty sexual, so I'm like, maybe, I don't know. Um, but bitch was even thinking about plan B. I was like, oh my god, what did y'all, what did y'all do? And then she, she of course goes, I won't kiss and tell. But she did exactly that. So I'm like, okay, you definitely aren't kissing and telling with your plan B comment. Okay, whatever. So I thought that was very interesting. I was like, what? I will say though, like, Sal has cute bed head most guys don't but he does i was like that's cute very cute um then we go over to Jarrett and ayana again Jarrett is massaging her and vice versa um i can't do massages i don't know about y'all but i'm way too ticklish and i will be kicking someone um from this interaction it seems like they can give and receive very well and equally and i don't know if that is a good description but basically like they're they're very they have a very reciprocal relationship and i love that that's a very hard thing to accomplish especially that that early on and they seem to be masters at that obviously that's a lot to say about a couple that just met about one another but i don't know i really think that i'm on the dot with that one um i have to say there's not really a scene with them where i'm not laughing their goofiness is so amped up compared to every other couple and i thrive off of it i think it's amazing television and it's also great because it's not i mean that's them in real life too so that says a lot about them and interestingly enough we saw his scar for the first time. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, he gave that whole story about how one of his really close friends actually stabbed him. So that was wild. Um, as you can see, it's a very noticeable, very long, looks like a very painful time in his life. And then, of course, we also saw his ass. So I was like, nice. Real nice Netflix. Um, Natalie and Shane go on a sale date um, sailing, whatever. He dresses like he is a frat brother. In college, he dresses like a Sigma Nu, a Theta Chi, whatever you call it, whatever you label it, he looks like it. Um, and the life jackets weren't better. The life jackets were so ugly. I have to say, I think I would get thick from a guy wearing a life jacket. Something about life jackets are so ugly. It's the same thing with helmets. And I know other, I know I'm not the only one thinking that. Like when you see someone in a helmet, you're like, eh. Like it immediately becomes unattractive. That's why it was cool not to wear a life jacket or a helmet when you were little. 
Um, obviously that's extremely unsafe, but I mean, they're so ugly and they're ugly for a reason. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but she jumped into the ocean with her sunglasses on and that was very brave, uh, very brave. And I'm sure they were expensive because she looks like an expensive bitch and she could have lost those. She could have lost those very easily. She probably would have been able to find them like they were dark sunglasses and it's a crystal clear ocean. But I was like, damn, I would not have been, mm -mm when it couldn't couldn't be me ultimately though the water looked rough as fuck and shane was getting seasick and me too brother just from watching that overall the date itself it seemed like they had a really good time maybe even a great time but i should have known that that would have been short-lived i mean i just should have known because the minute they fall into the day bed it starts really well and then she starts messing with him like joking with him and when she does that, that's when she hits him where it hurts. And those are his insecurities and that's his love language. And when that happens, he's almost too blunt to the point of he's just becomes an all outraged asshole. So we ended with that and that was unfortunate. But then we hit the part of the night, my favorite part, I think, of the entire season. And that's when the couples have their first ever meet and greet, like the first time they're ever seeing each other in person. And before I even say anything, I just want to say, like, I know that Chicago and Atlanta, because that's where they had the first season people, I know those are big cities. And so the odds of like seeing someone else are like pretty low. But I always think, I'm like, have any of these people met each other before? Or, like, been near each other before? It's weird. It's weird to think about. I don't know. But this is the shit that we've been waiting for. Um, this is an opportunity for everyone to meet, to meet the people they had connections with, for Jarrett to meet the girl he literally proposed to and got rejected from and could have been with before Ayana. Um, Shane and Shayna, although Shayna's not even there. Um, basically, they meet who else they had connections with, and they're able to finally put faces to the voices, and it's the best part. So, I, just as a pre preface, I guess, um, Mal and Jarrett was who I was most intrigued to see, to witness their interaction. It would have been Shane and Shane, but she didn't come. And to be honest, I can't believe that she passed up a chance to see Shane because she, you know, is so enthralled by him, whatever. Um, so we start off with everyone, they're all entering, Vanessa and Nicholas Shea come in, and can I just say once again, I hate all of her outfits. They piss me off. How do you have that much money, and you're on a, such a popular TV show, and you probably have a stylist, and you still drop the ball? That's what I want to know. She's really doing herself a disservice. Um, Nick comes in. He's with that, without Danielle because she's obviously very sick. And he makes a breaking up joke. And it was so funny because of how fucking serious it came off. Like, no one thought it was a joke. And it was hilarious. Um, he has a really dry and dark sense of humor. And I love it so much. And everyone is so shook. They're like, oh, my God, did that really happen? Um, so, I, I don't know. I thought that was really funny. But they did Danielle so dirty by putting that footage of her in the bathroom on national television. But it was so relatable and funny. Like, that is all of us when we're hungover, like, in the dark, dark 
parts of our life. And so I actually really appreciated it. I was like, these people are so normal and they really are like just like you and I. Um, I will say about this event, I wonder if they have a drink limit. Because I know The Bachelor has a two, you can have two drinks every hour. Um, but it doesn't look like they have a drink limit because they all seem pretty, pretty, like they're having a pretty good time. Um, of course, everyone's speculating and gossiping about Kyle and Shayna. And I'm not going to like Shane, of course, looks a little bit disappointed not to see her. He's like, I wonder where she is. I wonder what happened. Like, what could have been so bad? Whatever. Um, Nick's making drunk predictions throughout the entire episode, and I was living for it. He's such a gossiper, and I also forgot how tall he is. He has got to be like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he was a tower compared to everyone there, so that was crazy. Um, he's talking about how him and Danielle have been getting freaky. Um, she even made him bleed. She bit his lip so hard. It's not nice at all. Um, I'm really surprised, though, at how everyone's so confident about Shane and Natalie. Like, Jarrett said it. He was like, you know, if it's not me and Ayana that are going to make it last and make it to the altar, like, it's definitely going to be Shane and Natalie. Nick said the same thing. I was like, what are we seeing? What are they seeing that we're not seeing? Like, I don't pick up on that at all. But, of course, they're not seeing the fights that we've been privy to, so... I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, Shake is, of course, still talking shit. No shocker there. Um, and he acts as if it's not going to get around. Like, he's whispering to Jarrett. And obviously, the girls can't hear him. But, like, this is on a television show. Like, you guys are mic'd. And there's cameras all around you. And then, of course, he's talking shit to Jarrett. He's talking shit to Shane. And he's saying things like, Dee looks just like my aunt. She is just like my aunt. You know, again, with the no physical attraction. And people are really floored by it. Because they're like, what are, like, we love Deep Dee. How do you not see, like, the beauty both inside and outside of her? Like, we don't get it. But, of course, it's shake. So, uh, whatever. And then Shane is giving a tell-all about his sex life with Natalie. Again, no shockers. None whatsoever. But then we get to the worst part of this episode. And it was profoundly disgusting. But we need to talk about it. Jared and Mal finally have a sit-down conversation. And it was the worst conversation that we have been privy to yet. It was so wrong so immature. I mean, he's shitting on Sal's ring, saying like, oh, I know you wanted a gold ring. Like, I would have given that to you. This bitch is still calling herself a guy's guy and calling in how Sal isn't one and Jarrett is one. Ugh, she's such a pick me. I can't. And then I just, I just can't believe that Jarrett would do that to Ayana. Knowing how much he obviously feels for her and knowing how insecure she was already feeling about being his second choice, I don't know. This should have and could have been handled so differently because it was just outrageously inappropriate. And I really hope they're both regretting it now. Um, and again, like I'm sure the alcohol didn't help and the emotions are running high because they're all seeing each other and you know, it's a very uncomfortable experience, and I I guess they did need to talk, I don't know, for closure maybe, but it really felt like emotional cheating. I don't know what else to call that. It was so upsetting, and I 
was really, like, I was disgusted by both of them, but I just couldn't believe how much she was throwing Sal under the bus with her facial expressions, with her statements, you know, asking Jarrett how he feels, like, it felt like she was trying to make him come over to her. I don't. And the worst part about it is that Sal could tell. Sal knew. And in a private interview with a producer, he he was crying and he and that's when you know that he realized that she doesn't like him and my heart breaks for him and Ayana and Sal at least from that conversation and it's especially I'm not surprised by Mal but I'm really surprised by Jarrett and it really made me upset because I really thoroughly enjoy him and I just think less of them both now and I think that if my significant other had had a conversation like that I would have I would have called it off. And unfortunately, like, Sal and Ayana probably didn't even see that until this aired. So, that says a lot. And I really hope that they regret those words. And I don't know. I guess we'll see throughout the show. But that concludes Love is Blind episode four season two recap thank you for tuning in again this week and i'll be back next week with episode five recap Woo! get pumped anyways happy friday guys happy weekend and bless y'all's hearts i don't know why i added that last part all right good night and you know the drill it's ginger spice and everything nice see ya